Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken not. Welcome to Echo Not Nerd, the podcast where we discuss nerdy events and news. My name is Ian Johnson, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex Doody Dutram. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> so on today's podcast, we're going to be reviewing the new Suicide Squad movie. We'll also be discussing a favorite video game of mine in the form of three, really. <laughs> in the form of, yeah. Yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> so it's keeping that villain theme going for today, we'll be talking about the top three villains in video games. And Alex Doody Dutram will be reviewing a cherished comic of his. Yes, yes, yeah. themed on villains, because this, we- uh, this week's theme is villains! <laughs> villains! And we'll both be playing a little game that I've devised. Mm. So it's going to involve a barbaric punishment of cocktails. As a teaser, we've got ten cocktails, five questions each. Every question we get wrong, we will be doing a shot of something very disgusting more than likely. Yes, Jack Daniels is on the list. Jack, Jack Daniels <laughs> is on the list. Kraken's on the list. And there may or may not be something you would put on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But first, we'll begin with the current news and events this week. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. All right, Ian, set us off. What's What's been happening? What's What's new? What's new? <laughs> <laughs> So we've got the Xbox One S was released. Ooh. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's very white. That's not to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the difference between, for, you know, for those of us who aren't gamers or, or whatnot, what's the difference between the S and the standard Xbox that came out? The biggest difference, the biggest difference is that this one is 40% smaller. Numbers are hard to display it, so, but so it, it is... <laughs> Hugely smaller. So we're going back to the year 2000s where phones got smaller and smaller, so <laughs> consoles are getting smaller exactly. and smaller. <laughs> it's, a, it's nearly half the size of what it is now, essentially. Okay. So it's hugely different. It's also 4K Ultra HD compatible. Uh, Dude, that goes straight over my head. Yeah. Your TV really has to be 4K capable. Um, and if you've got Netflix going through your Xbox, there's a handful of uh, TV shows and movies up on Netflix that will also be 4K compatible. Your house of cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, it ranges up to two terabytes of storage. Okay. So you've still got, what did the... The original Xbox came with 500 gig. So yeah, you've still got a 500 gig starter, and you've got a yeah. one terabyte, I believe, and then a two terabyte. See, I find it hard to justify getting rid of your old Xbox for a two terabyte one when you can just get an external hard drive with something Which we've both done. Which is what we ended up doing anyway. Yeah. Because... We ran out of room very yeah. quickly. <laughs> Pretty quickly, yeah, yeah. Very quickly. It's also HDR, high dynamic range. Okay. Don't ask me what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's, yeah, it's something to do with visuals. I don't know. <laughs> that makes it look pretty. Yeah. But it, speaking of pretty, the Xbox One S actually looks amazingly pretty. I'm just showing Dutram now. It's amazingly pretty. It's white. It's white. So it's like it's like the original 360 when it was that sort of... It can stand up. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's going back to the ability to stand up. The controller looks nice. The controller looks really nice. The good thing about the controller is, fucking finally, <laughs> PlayStation 3 had this and Xbox is only just getting it, and that is that the controller is actually Bluetooth. So if you're using an Xbox controller uh, to play games on your computer, on your laptop, things like that, you no longer will have to plug it in. 
If you want it wireless, you will get Bluetooth as an option. And other than that, on the underside, it also has a rubberized grip. Not quite as good as the Pro controller, but it still has a slight rubberized grip underneath where your fingers Okay, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I didn't know that. And I didn't realize this until you pointed out that apparently there might be a Master Chief... There's like a hidden... Uh, there's something I saw online, I think it was IGN put it up, that there's a hidden Master Chief, like, little caricature hidden on the console. Um, so like an be engraving? Like, yeah, like sort of an engraving. It'll be like this little cartoony Master Chief sort of put near the disc tray or whatnot like that. And apparently he's he's constantly on the Xbox, so like I think he's in different spots or something, but okay. well, he could be in the same spot, but... I find it hard they've that hidden they're going to move there. it around. Yeah, I'm assuming they'd pick one spot. They've hidden him on there, so it's like, you know, A little sort of knowledge. showcasing their one of their highlighted yeah. characters. One of the main things about it that are putting some people off it, well... It was presumed it would put a lot more people off it than it actually has because the sales have already been quite good. Mm. Is that next year there's the super awesome Mega Xbox coming out? Oh, the the Project Scorpio. Yeah, Project Scorpio, which allows for I believe VR. It's VR ready. Yes, and uh, it also has 4K, I believe. And they haven't revealed much on it. They, they, they haven't said a lot, but it's super awesome mega. <laughs> super, super awesome mega Xbox. Super awesome mega. <laughs> uh, which I will probably be taking a look into because I really want to try VR. Yeah. Well, I've only we've only played you and I have each, unless you've gone away and played it, some other VR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've only played the Samsung version so far. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the, the Star Wars game that they've got planned, as well as the Batman game they've got planned for the PlayStation. Yeah, the PlayStation version. Yeah, uh, they look pretty cool. So there's a couple of VR options coming out. Yeah, I'd just love to see sort of the, the first person of an X-Wing or being Batman, solving yeah. a crime sort of thing. That would be kind of cool. Apparently the PlayStation 1 is going to be pretty good quality. I don't know much about the Xbox version. I'm assuming it's working really with it. the Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft was working on it. Oculus it, or something, I don't know. It wasn't a VR, it was more of a... Oh, the Illuma Room. Yeah. They had that going a was, couple, yeah. couple years ago. But speaking of... Um, Speaking of video game news, well, it's more of a movie news, but it still classifies as video game news. Uh, March earlier this year, there was a video game release called The Division. Now, both of us jumped on it with a bunch of our friends, and they're turning it into a movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? Uh, Gyllenhaal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those of you who aren't aware, the the story of uh, Division is essentially on Black Friday, which I believe is a big shopping day in uh, in the U.S., a smallpox pandemic pandemic uh, is transmitted via banknotes throughout New York City, causing a uh, what do they reference? What do they call it in the video game? Green poison or the dollar flu? Dollar flu. That was, dollar flu. Yeah. Um, causing widespread chaos and Manhattan to be placed under quarantine. So there's large rioting and looting and uh, it's got a great ability to have a great story there. It's got a yeah, great world. It's got say. a it's got a good setup for a good story. Um, and the government uh, activates their sleeper agents known as the the division to assist with. Uh, with looting and raids and prison outbreaks and whatnot yeah. like that. So Just it's... to get everything back on track, so to speak. Yeah, so look, whether you can do a movie version of that, I reckon you could. There's there's a lot of well, story when, you can go into. I remember when into. the game came out, they first said that it was based on an actual test that the government ran. Yes, yes, it was a... a... Which basically showed that everyone's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, hey, let's base a game on that. And look, I reckon it could be a very good movie, but I feel like it could fall on under the trap of... Not enough story goes into it, like not enough As many ball. video game movies tend to do. Yeah, they just fall into, let's just use the exact same thing from, the f- the game will translate directly into a movie, which 90% of the time it doesn't. 
Yeah, particularly with the division. They're a fairly weak story in the division, which was surprising. The setup was great, but the gameplay story was a bit off. Yeah, it was a bit mediocre. But you've also got other uh, video game movies coming out soon. You've got Assassin's Creed. I think you've got the next... With uh, Michael Fathbender. <laughs> uh, you've got... I think the last Resident Evil movie coming out as well. Oh, really? Really the I think, last I one. I think they're making, like, the final one. Yeah, it kind of went a bit sour. They went up and down and up and down. I think I most watched the most recent one. It was all right. Yeah. Kind of cool. I prefer Dumb the tradi- fun. <laughs> Dumb fun, yeah. It's something you put on a Saturday night with a cold pizza and beer and stuff. and just Yeah, exactly. Sit and watch your phone. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies, Alien Covenant. There's Ooh. a little tease for that coming out. For those that don't know, Alien Covenant is the title for the movie coming out, which will be the sequel to the prequel that is Prometheus. Was it a prequel? It is. Technically, it's a prequel. Oh, right. <laughs> Ridley Scott said so. <laughs> so, it's the film is supposed to kind of join the dots, so to speak, because okay. Prometheus didn't really... It, it didn't really... It showed a ex- door with an alien on it, and they're like, what's in there? You yeah. don't want to go in there. That's about it. It just never really linked the two. It, there was no linkage at all, really, between what happened in Prometheus and the alien world from... LB426? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Nerd in the health. <laughs> you be your alien family. <laughs> so apparently it's supposed to link those together, but we had a little tease that came out, and uh, it was only it was very short. It just showed uh, Catherine Waterstone. I'm hoping I'm saying her name right. I'm pretty terrible with pronunciation, but she's going to be one of the main characters in it. And all it does is just shows, hopefully you can see it. I'm just trying to show it to do from now. Uh, it's just showing from top view her in hypersleep. Oh, yep, yep. I think they call it hypersleep. So is that the, the main actress from Prometheus? She isn't, uh, no, she's not Naomi Rapace. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say her name right. Yeah. So she's, okay, so the characters in Covenant may not transfer over from Prometheus or something like it's, that. It's a direct follow-up from Prometheus. You've okay. got Michael Fassbender, who's obviously going to be... David. Him. Yeah, David. The trick is not <laughs> minding that it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> he, from the sounds of it, he's going to be a major part in it. So mm-hmm. what happens is there's going to be another uh, ship that comes and finds the crashed Prometheus ship. Okay, okay. Um, so it finds Michael Fassbender, or David, as his character is, and apparently um, Numi Rapace, her character, is not a huge part, but she's definitely confirmed that she's going to be in it. Okay. All right, cool. So in terms of storyline, who knows what's happened there? Maybe she's in hiding because of the alien that didn't really get seen until the very end of Prometheus. Oh, uh, the the weird octopusy squid thing, and then made and a, then that yeah, sort of made an alien Promethean engineer, engineer, the engineer. Yeah. Well, speaking of aliens, great segue right there. <laughs> uh, there's more news on the Superman set, or not Superman set? Sorry, the Supergirl set. Uh, with Tyler Hoechlin as Superman. Now, we uh, we talked about the f- release photos and whatnot like that of him, um, but it appears that Superman is fighting what appears to be the villain Metallo. Uh, no idea. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to be straight <laughs> over your head. I'm just going to go ahead and have a sip of my drink. Um, so for those of you, including Ian, who doesn't know Metallo, Metallo is a supervillain who is a radioactive cyborg intelligence who is powered by kryptonite. Okay? So he's sort of a... There's, many, there's been many takes on him, but... F- from what they did in the animated series, it was a, essentially a person who gets experimented on. He becomes a robot, becomes unstoppable, but he's got kryptonite in his chest. So he uses that to fight Superman and it makes him weak. So they've released a photo of Tyler Hoechlin in 
sort of a not really a protective sort of suit. Like in the old comics, you used to see him like wearing a big radioactive suit with the S showed. But this sort of like he's looks like he's got seatbelt straps around his S, and his uh, S is sort of encased in his something. S looks like it's in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> looks like one of those uh, Tarzos with the, the holographics yeah, on it. Yeah, the old Tarzos and the chip packets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it so, looks horrible. It looks. See so, in the other photos, it doesn't look like it had that. And I can't couldn't find any other photos, but that's who he's fighting, and he's. I, okay. I've seen, and he's got green in his kinda chest. Kind of just looks like a normal kind of guy with a green flashlight in his chest, essentially. Yeah, so essentially, uh, Metallo will open up his chest, show the Kryptonite, and Superman would fall straight to the ground. Okay. Um. So that's the news for Superman. So I'm a little curious what they're trying to do there. Apparently, I don't think Superman will have that many episodes, like be in that many episodes, but you never know. They could have changed things up and he could be a, a major character for him now or Superman gets in trouble. So well, Superman the amount helps. that they're teasing it and everything, it makes it seem like possibly he will be a bit bigger in this, but again, I don't watch the series, so... Yeah, I haven't started watching it yet, but I plan to watch it soon. Plan to watch it soon. <laughs> now that Superman's in it, I have to watch it. Yeah. Well, Martian Manhunter's in it. Martian Manhunter's badass. He has a quite a fan base following. Yeah, people wanted uh, your mate from um, uh, your mate, uh, um, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, but he's already tied up in Marvel films as um, as Heimdall. True. Thor. But you never know. Two different companies that if they sign off, and it could be possible. Just have him pop out, Martian Manhunter. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dance <I'm>... off. Dance <laughs> off. <laughs> we finally got it in there. Get on for. <laughs> in other news, uh. Now, you haven't been a huge fan of these films, but I'm semi-yes, semi-no, Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> the first one was great. The second one, not so much. The third one's okay. The fourth one was great, but just too long. Mm. Essentially, they're making another Transformers film called The Last Night, and they confirmed a new character for the film. Now, I don't think you've seen the 1986 Transformers film that made every kid in the theatre cry. What was the song from it? Oh, it's You Got the Touch. You Got the Touch! <laughs> by Stan Bush, I believe oh, it was. And Dare by Stan Bush. That's great 80s crap right there. And, uh... They, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they revealed a character from, from the original movie, Hot Rod. Now, Hot Rod, in the original film, he was sort of like your... I do know the name. Can't picture him. He <laughs> <laughs> was essentially a, a hot rod, pretty much. No. No. <laughs> Get out of town. But in the original Transformers film, when Megatron fights Optimus, Optimus dies. Now, he doesn't die and then come back later in the film. He legitimately dies. He gets... Interesting. The, he gets the, the side of his armor is exposed and Megatron just shoots the crap out of him. And Hot Rod becomes the next Prime. So he ends up... Uh, Optimus has got the Matrix of Leadership in his chest. No one can open it, but Hot Rod manages to open it, and he becomes Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime. Hot Rodimus Prime. <clears throat> no, just Rodimus Prime. Rodimus. Rodimus Prime. Rodimus. Yes. Rodimus uh, Federer. <laughs> Rodimus Federer. Now, the, the character design for Hot Rod is pretty much exactly the same as Bumblebee, but instead of being yellow and black, he's red and black. Okay. I believe he's a different vehicle, but they released the design photos of him, and they stated at the bottom, he is the brother-in-arms to Bumblebee. So I kind of like that, but it's also like, you're the brother in arms of him, why haven't you been in all the other films? Yeah. Like, if you're supposed to be attached to the hip brother in arm, where have you been? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the news. Weird. I'm sure they'll find some way to bring him in storyline-wise. Well, you'd hope so. I really like the cowboy from the, fil- the fourth film. He was voiced by, uh, I believe he was voiced by Bender from Gears of War. Oh, really? Yeah. 
a bender from Gears of War. I was <laughs> going to say, I'm like, bender from Futurama. <laughs> bender from Futurama, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Uh, in other news, there's no Justice League Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. So they've said that there's Justice League Infinity War, which was the original Part 1, and Part 2 is just known as Justice League, uh, Justice League, Avengers Untitled. Did I say, mm. I said, yeah, no Avengers Infinity War, Part 1 and 2. So there's only Infinity War 1, or yeah. just Infinity War. And then there's Untitled. So they just say Avengers yeah. Untitled. Interesting. So instead of... Because, yeah, originally they were saying it was going to be part, part one, part, one, part two, two. And they were going to have Captain Marvel and all these yeah. other sort of... And now they're changing it so that it might have a subtitle from the sounds of it. Well, so it, instead of Infinity War, it'll be... It'll be something else. So they could do Civil War 2, which is what they're doing in the books now. Uh, Civil War 2 summary is there's a girl who can predict the future perfectly and accurately and it causes them to, to split into two sides whether we should arrest the people who are causing the crimes in the future now or whether we should sort of keep an eye on them or take them under our wing or whatever the instance may be which causes uh, War Machine to die in the books like legitimately die as well as the Hulk the Hulk gets killed by Hawkeye what? Yep. Get out of here. Yep. An arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> he gets an arrow to the face and uh, somehow... That... He's Bruce Banner at that point, so he hasn't transformed. So he didn't kill the Hulk, he killed a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he kills, uh, well the Hulk is is apparently dead. In other news, Jimmy Smith. do you know the actor Jimmy Smith? From? He's in Star Wars Episode 3, as well as 2, I don't know if he was in 1. He plays Bail Organa, mm. a guy who takes <laughs> Leia. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he's going to be in Rogue One. Really? Yeah. So he's okay. also been in Rebels as well, so he's secretly providing the... The characters of Rebels with, you know, information and ships and all this sort of stuff and sort of funding the Rebel Alliance. I wonder if they'll make him look older. Well, he has aged. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wondering if it's been enough years in real time that it'll work. Well. It hasn't been that long since episode episode 3. to episode 4 is 19 years. Yeah. um, But it hasn't been 19 years in real life. It's been 11. (laughs) Yeah. So just stick a moustache on. (laughs) (laughs) Pepper his beard with some greys. Well, he's already got a mustache. <laughs> uh, as well as this week we had Suicide Squad. We did. Which we'll be talking about a wee bit later. But Jared Leto's not happy about uh, his scenes being cut in the film. So really? apparently he's had a, he had a lot uh, He a had lot a hissy. More. He had a hissy. Well, I wouldn't say he's had a hissy. I reckon Jared Leto's quite composed. But um, yeah, he's he's just said he's not happy with, his, with some of his scenes being cut from the film. Apparently he was in it a fair bit more. And they were supposed to show scenes of Joker being abusive to Harley, which is how he was when they originally showed the Joker and Harley in the animated series. You never really saw them affectionate unless Joker yeah, the film, got inspiration from Harley. Obviously we'll go into a review later, but the film doesn't really show the darker side of... Of the Joker. Of the Joker. No. In terms of his relationship with Harley Quinn, that is. Yeah. You look at the animated series and Harley would go to kiss me, just move straight out of the way, and she'd fall off a table or yeah. or something. And then Harley will say something stupid, Joker will think of it as inspiration, and kiss her on the mouth and, you're a genius, Harl! <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad impersonation. Eh, it's all right. One day we'll get Mark Hamill on the show. <laughs> Uh, as well as the DC fans, including myself, uh, are not happy about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they've actually created a partition. Uh, yes, a partition. A partition. <laughs> a, a petition. petition <laughs> um, to shut down Rotten Tomatoes because they weren't happy with the ratings of both Batman Superman as well as the Suicide Squad. Yeah. 
you and I have differing opinions on Batman Superman. Yes. In terms of Suicide Squad, we'll have to wait for our review later in the episode really to discuss that. Yeah, because we, we've both seen it separately. <laughs> we've both come together, we haven't spoken all We haven't spoken <laughs> at all about it, uh, no. which is interesting. That's the... That's the news from mine, at least. Have you got anything else? In terms of Suicide Squad, while you were talking about Jared Leto, mm-hmm. did you know <laughs> yeah. Will Smith hosted a party with all the members from the Suicide Squad, acting-wise at least, I'm not sure about crew. Mm-hmm. Everyone always forgets about the guy behind the scenes. <laughs> the guy who <laughs> He invited him. everybody, apparently, except Jared Leto. Really? Yeah. Apparently he was worried because... Jared Leto went full method actor on Joker, mm. completely Joker, oh, I think I did while on set. Yeah. So Will Smith, I believe, didn't want to invite him because he'd worry that he would steal his shit, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair enough. Yeah, I Will think so. Smith probably has million dollar paintings from Picasso and... From Fresh Prince. <laughs> from Fresh Prince. <laughs> uh, I think I did hear about it. I think they were still filming at the time, and he, he, did, he doesn't break character till he does the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's broken character now, obviously, with all the interviews and everything. Apparently, completely in character throughout the entire Which I think was kinda, filming process. I think it's kind of cool. I think uh, Ledger did that as well. Yeah, I believe Heath Ledger did that as well. So, Trying not to compare the two, but yeah, no. it's hard not to. Yeah, <laughs> they're both the same. <laughs> character. <laughs> I think that's it for the news for the week. That's it for the news, so we'll move on to our Twitter results from our poll. Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> the votes are in. All right, so earlier this week, we wanted to know on our Twitter page, uh, what's your favourite villain theme? Sticking with the theme of the week of villains. Villains and villainesses. Villainesses, due to the uh, <laughs> the release of Suicide Squad this week, which is essentially villains taking on villains and all villainy and their villainous backgrounds and... <laughs> Villain. Do you want villain. to say villain again? Yeah. Action. I'll say villain like you say action. <laughs> yeah. Villain, villain. If nobody picked up on that from last week, I said action far too often. Yeah. Don't go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like a laugh on a on a lousy Monday morning, it's not. It's a learning process. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but essentially we wanted to know, we put it up on our Twitter, uh, what's your favorite villain theme? Now, uh, I'll go through the three we have on the uh, on the poll, followed by... People actually making requests that didn't make on the poll before going to our final. There are four on the poll. There are four on the poll. <laughs> I'll, suge- I'll bring up the first three, then we'll go through the, the what people suggested, then okay. we'll go to our final. Yes. So, drum roll. In f- last place. In last place. Now, I'm surprised this had last place. It's Be Prepared by Scar and the Lion King. Yeah, I thought we put a Disney one in. And I... we, we expected that to go... Yeah, I kind of expected it. Huge support of the Disney one, especially Lion King. Yeah, fucking Lion King. Well, I expected uh, Alfred singing "Be Prepared." To <laughs> go <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, well, he's Alfred. Still feels weird calling him Alfred, but yeah, all right. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> um, we had next. We had coming in third place. Your suggestion of Cape Fear, also known as the Sideshow Bob Fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it as Cape Fear because I'm an educated gentleman. Essentially, I showed this uh, this this theme clip around and people are like what's that I'm like hey that's the sideshow bob thing like, yeah, <laughs> you know it when you hear it yeah <laughs> um which came in third place in second place we had the nazgul theme from lord of the rings now that actually had 20 percent of our votes out of our 24 vote total now that being said <laughs> scar had, not that much scar when... had 13 percent and cape fear had 17 percent so 20 percent isn't still that bad <laughs> but um, the Nazgul theme is, is pretty scary as well. I'm surprised that that technically came in second as well. 
Yeah, especially with Scar. Yeah, You'd... I was very surprised. Mm. But we also had a lot of suggestions because, you know, our lists aren't always perfect and we'd like to know your own... Especially when we can only have four options. Yeah, thanks, Twitter. Thanks, Woody. Uh, <laughs> Nigel on Facebook suggested two. He suggested the Mark Hamill Joker animated series theme. Very, very good theme. Uh, as well as the Winter Soldier theme. A couple of people A couple of people suggested someone. the Winter Soldier theme, actually. Ollie suggested the Dance of the Nights. Yes. You know that one more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> do I? <laughs> Mark Wakeling suggested the I'm So Lonely by Team America. <laughs> I loved that suggestion. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I wish we could have put that in. Michael suggested the Davy Jones theme from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's when he starts playing the uh, the organs. And it? we had considered that one. We had considered that we one. We did toss up with that one and another one. Ryan on Facebook suggested Vegeta's theme song from <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. With the hour and a half of... <laughs> Vegeta. Vegeta. Yeah, that's yeah. Gallic Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Um, Luke suggested Cuella Deville. Cuella Deville. Now, you watched this recently after not watching it for I haven't seen that movie since I was super young, and I didn't re- I rewatched that clip that yeah. he linked us, Yeah. and I forgot how hilariously funny the husband, I think they're married. Yeah. Yeah, the husband is. During that scene particularly, he just fucking lays it into Cuella. He's stomping on the roof. He pulls out a trumpet. <laughs> uh, here it goes. Joey Jojo Shabadoo <laughs> suggested. Now, he suggested this like three or four times, even after oh. we said we're not taking it as a suggestion. Persistence. The, Persist- the Imperial March. We kept, putting, we kept putting it on. No Imperial March. The Imperial March. He, that that must be his favourite. If he's anything, he is persistent. <laughs> <laughs> Max suggested Hellfire, the hunchback of Notre Dame. To be honest, that's one of the Disney movies that I never really got into. Mm, mm. It is my weakness. Ah, yes. Tom suggested, now you listened to it and you loved it, the Sephiroth theme from Final Fantasy VII. Yes, such a good theme. It's very it's, creepy, it's, but very, like, you hear it and it's got a great guy. just epicness to it. Mm. When you listen to it, it feels like you should have the bass on 11. <laughs> feels like you're going to die pretty soon. Yeah. As well as Comic Confidential, let us know what theirs was. was. The Predator theme. <laughs> I'm the only one that voted for that last week, and now they're like, well, yeah, Predator theme. <laughs> So I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I messaged the, the Comic Confidential guys, they're like, yeah, man, the Predator theme. And I'm like, these idiots oh, going to Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but coming in first place with 50% of the votes, now my sister suggested it, a lot of people suggested it. Jaws. It's an amazing theme. One, it makes you scared to go, scared to go in the water. <laughs> Shark in the water. <laughs> <laughs> two, it's only got two notes to start off with, and it's, and then just repeats it. Simplicity. Yeah, John Williams knows what he's doing. Look at Indiana Jones. Amazing. It's just an amazing theme. You, no one can deny that Jaws deserves that victory. The interesting thing that I'm thinking, though, is if we had have let Imperial March go in and won? still had Jaws in there, would Jaws still have won or will Imperial March have won? Yeah. There's a little, there's a little thing to get you scratching your noodle. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there any missing on the poll that you wanted on there, but you feel other people wouldn't know it? Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Did you have one in mind? There's one I really, really loved, but like, it's one of those things that a lot of people just 
pushed to the side. I actually had three. That's the German three. <laughs> uh, I had Kylo Ren's theme from the new Star Wars film. Yeah. It sounded a bit, <laughs> it sounded a bit like Vader's sort mm. of. Uh, I had the Emperor's theme from Star Wars, which sounded like that sort of wizardly, unholy sort of music. Yeah, I don't know if people would recognize it as Definitely not as much as Imperial March. And the one that probably no one recognized, but I loved it. I bought the whole soundtrack just for the one song, was Lex Luthor's theme from Batman Superman. Was a pretty cool theme. Yeah, that was just, it was the piano and the strings. I think the reason it worked in Batman vs Superman so well is the actual juxtaposition. Get my tongue around that one when I've already had three drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Juxtaposition of that song compared to the soundtrack of the rest of the film, where it's so classical with a lot of piano from memory in it, Mm -hmm. and you compare that to something that's a lot of strings, and it stands out like a sore thumb, but in a good way. I thought it was a hot thumb. A thumb you really want to check out. (laughs) I just thought it was a really, really cool theme. But if I put it on the poll, no one would vote for it but me. Yeah, just you. Like you and Predator. Yeah, fucking motherfucker. And then you know what? If I put the Lex Luthor theme on, Comic Confidential would have been like, guys, you'd put the Lex Luthor. Yeah, next week. Next week, Comic Confidential. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they they messaged us a fair bit um, in relation to the into last week's show and whatnot. That was cool. Um, But that's it for the villain themes. I. I actually had a lot of fun. Putting, <laughs> I have a lot of fun suggesting polls and putting them up and whatnot like that. And this week we had 24 votes. Last week we had 12 votes. So, so we've gone up by double. If we continue this trend, soon we will own the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we will throw up another one for our next week's podcast. Indeed. Uh, so that will be at... Shaken, Shaken not, not nerd. nerd or one word. Well, there you go. He's got it. A poet didn't even know it. <laughs> um, and if you want to tweet us, I am at Doody Dushum. That's D U D I D E U T R O M. And if you didn't Shaken get that, nerd. you can always pull back that cursor and listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> I dot Johnson. I dot Johnson ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to look at, I have to ask you what my own Twitter is. That's what I thought, bitch. Um, <laughs> but look, yeah, I, I want to do another poll next week. I think polls are great on Twitter. Um, It'd be great if we could have more options. Yeah, or we could just do multiple polls and then vote them all against each other and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I want to do another poll for next week's show. So, keep an eye out, guys. Yes. Spread the word. Tell your friends. <laughs> but that's it for the Twitter poll, Ian. So we're going to keep the villain theme rolling, and we're going to go into a new segment we're testing out this week, which involves us getting hazardly sloppedly drunk. Hazardly sloppedly. <laughs> sloppedly. <laughs> we're already three drinks in, and we're about to do shots. <laughs> <laughs> Cocktail. Cocktail shots. <laughs> so we're going to go into our drinking quiz game. We've created five questions each. We're going to take turns. If we get it wrong... We're going to drink according to our roulette wheel. I'd like to once again remind our contestants that there are proper bathroom facilities located in the studio. (laughs) All right, it's quiz time. (laughs) So we've lined out our shots in front of us. Want to go through the shots with everyone in? So from left to right on my side, (laughs) we've got water, the hardest of the alcohols. And then we've got Kraken, which is a spiced rum. And then we go into Malibu. Which is coconut. (laughs) Coconut, yeah. Then we've got vodka, the cheapest, (laughs) nastiest vodka you could possibly... $10 bottle of vodka. 
It's horrid. It's so horrid. If you can hear this, that's a that's that's a bucket. <laughs> Just in case one of us pukes, that's how horrid this vodka is. Uh, next, from left to right, we've got Blue Caruso. I hope I'm saying that right. Don't tell me off if I sound like Karakea? an idiot. I don't think it's Karakea. That's just the way it's spelled. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. And then next, we've got Pure <laughs> Raspberry Cordial Mixer. So oh. it's not mixed yet. It's just pure... We're going to go nuts on sugar. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go hypo later in this podcast if one of us gets it. Uh, next in lime, we've got cherry liqueur, yeah, which could be good, or it could just taste so strong because it's four cocktails. Uh, next in lime, we've got Jack. An which... extra large shot of Jack. Yeah, I left Dutrum to pour that shot, and it is fucking huge. I kid you not, I don't think, if I get that, I'm going to punch you square in the face. <laughs> I hope to God you get that, because you deserve that shot. Yeah, it'll be fine, I'll just pour it in my glass. <laughs> Next, we've got, and my personal sandwich favorite, mustard. I believe it's <laughs> Dijon mustard? No, American. American mustard. So, I don't even know how we're going to shot that one. <laughs> it's so thick. <laughs> and it's then, so thick. <laughs> thick. And then our last shot of our challenge is tequila. Tequila. Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> and if you're wondering which type, it's not the clear one. Yes, it's, uh, it's... Yellow? It's piss. What do you call it? Piss. <laughs> piss tequila. But essentially the way this is going to work is Ian and I ask each other a series of comic or TV show or nerdy related questions, and if you get the question wrong... Following the theme of the week, villains? Villain theme of the week, yes, yes. Uh, and if you get it right, you're fine. If you get it wrong, you're, you're fucked. Spin the, <laughs> you spin this wheel of roulette. I'm gonna play you it grab so you the bucket and hold <laughs> on tight. I'm going to spin it for the sound effect. That's the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, starts off first. Who starts off first? Rock, paper, scissors? Uh, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Rock, Rock, paper, scissors. scissors. Yeah! <laughs> all right. I you get to go first. first. Yep. <laughs> all right. My first question. I hope you're ready for this, oh, I'm ready. Prepare your anus. <laughs> <laughs> the first question. Who is the villain in the film Cujo? Cujo. Cujo. And the reason I picked this is because I knew you wouldn't know the film. <laughs> pa- pass. You yeah. can't pass? Uh, David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough. Uh, and if we sneak up on this, you'll discover shot. <laughs> All, right. All right. Spin the wheel. Water, 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 water. Raspberry mixer. Raspberry mixer. <laughs> So, <laughs> you're gonna be the one going hyper. All right, All right. down the hatch. Go. Oh. Nah, that was fine. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's nasty. Your turn. Oh, All right. Question one: In the Marvel universe, Johann Schmidt is known as what villain? Son of a bitch. Oh, I know this <laughs> from Captain America. You would be talking about. Am I? And he would be the Red Skull motherfucker. <laughs> yeah! That's cheating, because I had the iPad open with Johann Schmidt's face on Google, and he's like, why is there a photo of Hugo Weaving? It's not cheating. It's not cheating. All right, it's your turn. In Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. describes that he ate somebody. He says, and I quote, I ate his liver beans with some fava beans. 
I ate his liver beef. I ate his, <laughs> I ate his liver. Are you sure you don't need to check your oh, question? Clearly, I've already been drinking too much. I've, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. The question is, who? Who did he eat? Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> who did he eat? Who did he eat? Don't know. I don't know who he ate. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Is that the question? Think, yep, think about it. Is he in the movie? He's not in the movie, but he says, I ate a someone someone once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Do I know the character's name? Is it like Will Graham or fucking something? I think I've given you enough hints. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Will Graham. Incorrect. Who is it? The full quote is, a census taker once tried oh, to test me <laughs> and I ate his liver with do your shot, bitch. <laughs> Spinning the wheel. Cherry liqueur. What? <laughs> I'm going to do this, and the first one I get is going to be Jack. <laughs> oh, the terrible is that vodka. the cherry? That's the cherry. The cherry on top. That's fucking beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> no? <laughs> no. All right, it's going to get hard now, bitch. All right, All right question wait. two. Right, hold on a sec. Cool. All right, smartass. <laughs> My question for number two is, in the movie The Mummy, who is Imhotep's lover? Oh, I know this. <laughs> I'm picturing it and everything. Five, <laughs> four, um, three, um, two, five, <laughs> one, two. <laughs> a now, boy. Oh, a Nuxana moon. <laughs> Shit. All right. Spitting. Spin the wheel. Ian's lands on. Pardon me. Would you have any grey poupons? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's you... so thick. I'm gonna have to scoop it out with my tongue. Oh, it stinks. It's foul. It stinks. All right. It stinks. Ready? Three, Three two. I <laughs> <laughs> have the rest of it. Wipe it clean. Mate. That's it. Wipe That's it clean. Dumb. <laughs> That's what I thought. My throat is so peppery. <laughs> Alright, your next question. Oh, that's fucking foul. <laughs> oh. Alright, motherfucker. Next question. Ooh. Let me just get that taste <laughs> out of my fucking mouth. Trust that I get the shit one. Yep. Alright, question. From the movie Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Here we go. When Hans Gruber is caught on the roof by John McClane, he's forced to use a false name. Bill Clay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Clay. Bill. Fuck. Clay. Alright. Thanks to Comic Confidential, I rewatched Die Hard recently. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, your question. Alright, go on. What is the real name of Lord Voldemort? Tom Riddle. Full name. Tom Marvolo Riddle. Correct. Motherfucker. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a Voldemort one, actually, and I just couldn't get it. Alright. Question three or four for you? Question four. Yeah. Bowser mm-hmm. from the mother, mother, mother? Mario Brothers. What did you say on her? <laughs> Bowser from the Mario Brothers series. Yeah. Made his first appearance in what year? Uh. <laughs> 19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no. 86. Very close. 85. Fuck. Bad luck. Roll the wheel. Roll the wheel. That was close. It was close to vodka, but I got tequila. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you get And you vodka. got no chaser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the bucket? 
That's interesting. Just don't think about puke. <laughs> oh, here you go. This is going to be a hard one for you, bitch. No. You ready? Mm. <laughs> Who shuts off the security system in Jurassic Park? Shit. <laughs> I can't remember his name. The fat guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> What's his name? Newman. No. Damn it, that's his name in Seinfeld. Fuck. <laughs> Dennis Nedry. Oh, what? Yep. I'm sorry, a census guy. A <laughs> census guy. True. Spinning, right. you better get vodka. Oh, if I get vodka. Jack Daniels. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> See? <sighs> this is the one, ladies and gentlemen, that Dutram decided to pour as two shots in one. Yeah, well, you deserve it after a census guy. A census guy. Yeah, all right, then that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, guys. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, it's hot right down to my stomach. It burns. How does it taste, Ralph? <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Your turn. Last, Last question. question from me. Blofeld. Yes. From the James Bond series, for those yes. who don't know. Which eye is his scar on? Oh, fuck. <laughs> his scar's on his left eye. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one for you. And uh, I hope Please tell me it's easy. Because that's scotch. <laughs> Sorry, not scotch. Jack. Jack. Be nicer if it was scotch. Uh, last question. Jonathan Crane is the villain uh, known fuck. as blank. Jonathan Crane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's from a comic book? Yeah. He's he... in, yeah, he's in the comic book. He's a comic book. He's been in movies. Movie. 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 Jonathan Crane. Yeah. A penguin. Incorrect. Son of a... <laughs> Scarecrow. Ah, these two. <laughs> Spitting. Why? <laughs> Water. Yes! <laughs> oh, yes. And he got the tallest shot glass mm. for water. Mm. Oh. But should I spin it again because you lost? No, suck off. <laughs> oh. Mm. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be moving on to our next segment now, and that segment will be Duty's comic book review. Cool. So sticking with the week's theme of villains, I decided to do a segment that I like to go through, comic appreciation of the week. And this week's theme on villains, I was thinking of going with, you know, some Joker books or some Marvel books, but I actually decided to stick with some heroey, villainy themed books. And this week I actually chose Injustice. Oh. So. With the video game of the same name. Video game of the same name. So, in relation to that, uh, Injustice the comic is a prequel set on the video game. The story starts out with Joker getting a bit bored of playing with Batman, decides to change it up and go along to Superman. A brief overview of the story is that Lois Lane's actually pregnant with Superman's child, uh, and the Joker has actually kidnapped Lois. A mixture of fear toxin and kryptonite, when the Man of Steel arrives to save Lois, who is being actually operated on by Joker and Harley Quinn, Superman is gassed immediately and sees Lois as not only as Lois, but as Doomsday. His first reaction is to take her up into space. Unknowing, that, uh, unknowing to Superman, both Harley and Joker implanted a heart rate monitor into Lois's chest, uh, and when Superman takes Doomsday into space, he realizes he's not holding Doomsday, he's holding Lois with her unborn child. 
When the heart rate monitor stops, a nuclear explosion goes off in Metropolis. So not only did he kill his wife and his unborn child, he killed all of Metropolis, causing him to mentally snap. He becomes a dictator, decides the the world is no longer safe as it is, or criminals should be put away permanently, uh, or if not, killed. Removes all the weapons from the world so no one can nuke each other or whatnot like that, and just becomes an all-around bad guy. So this gives me the question of, essentially the question that Suicide Squad permits, that what would you do if Superman went rogue if he, if he snapped? How would you combat him or control him? And essentially, that's what injustice is. But it causes... Superman to kill fellow superheroes he causes him to pull Atlantis out of the ocean and put it in the Sahara Desert. I think I actually read this comic as well because I think I borrowed it off you. Yes. I remember reading it and just going, whoa, because it's so weird seeing Superman just snap like that because mm. Superman is just a pretty... He's the Boy Scout. Yeah, he's a Boy Scout. He would never do anything of any interesting nature. <laughs> mm. And this causes him to... Not only kill the Joker, but he punches his hand straight through his chest yeah, when he sees cool. the Joker when he finds out. As well as he beats Green Arrow to a bloody pulp and smashes his face in and killing him in the books. And splits the team into Team Superman, Team Batman. So Batman wanting to, to calm down Superman, sort of have things back to the way they were. And Superman just wanting to take over the planet. Everyone is safe under my rule sort of thing. Yeah, very much like a civil war, but for DC it sounds like. Yes, pretty much of a civil war, but for DC, but... Whoever goes up against Superman dies. In the video <laughs> game, we see Shazam dying. We see Batman getting the shit kicked out of him. Everything. Yeah, and I think there was there a part two to this. There's a part two video game coming out next year, early next year. And the comic? Uh, I believe the comic is continuing. It's actually written by an Australian writer, Tom Taylor. Okay. If you're ever in a Melbourne comic convention, Tom Taylor is always there. Really nice dude. Yeah, it was actually quite a great comic. And interesting pick for you, considering... Um... The theme of this week being villains. So you've picked Superman as your villain, really, essentially, with this pick. He's the he's the Boy Scout. He's the ultimate good guy, but he's also the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. Because how do you stop Superman? Especially <laughs> with characters like Shazam is on Superman's side. I so mean, if you have the powerhouses on the bad guy's side, how are you going to stop him? Yeah, exactly. I mean, as we know from the Batman vs. Superman movie, that Batman can stand up to him with preparation. But considering it was such a quick snap, the comic he didn't was really have time to really. He didn't prep. have time to prepare, and he didn't want to fight him from memory. Reading the comic, he was trying to calm Superman from memory. Yeah, bring him back to sort of rationalize and bring him back to normality. Yeah, an interesting choice. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a different take. I was was looking at the Red Sun Superman, where Superman's a, a Soviet war hero rather than you know standard. Kansas boy, <laughs> but I thought Red uh, that the uh, the injustice really stands out in relation to let's have a good guy bad, and we saw that with Batman Superman, where Batman's in his sort of his dream time, his his nightmare, and um, Superman's got his own private army and he kills people. Yeah, Superman's not so perfect as people think he is. <laughs> no, which is which is why I think he makes a perfect bad guy. Great choice. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So we're moving to my segment now, I guess. Yes. So we're going to be talking about. The top three video game villains, in yes. my opinion only, though. I just want to stress that because... Everyone's got their own opinion. There's so many to choose from as well. It's such a tough choice. So these choices don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> so I've given the number three spot. Mm -hmm. I've given that to N Cortex from the Crash Bandicoot series. 
It, okay. So, in Cortex, you might not remember the name, but if you play the Crash Bandicoot series, you'll probably remember the name. He's got a giant square head. He's probably like three foot tall. He's got an N on his forehead as well, doesn't giant he? Giant N on his forehead, yeah. And in the first three Crash Bandicoot games, so those were the main kind of Crash Bandicoot on, on trilogy. One. Yeah, on PlayStation 1, so you've got Crash Bandicoot 1. Crash Bandicoot 2... And I think 3 actually Wrath had a name. of Cortex. Wrath of Cortex. And Crash Bandicoot 3 warped. That's right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> amazing games. Some of my favourites. Great theme tunes. Definitely. Amazing theme tunes. So, in Cortex, the reason why I've picked him mm-hmm. is because of his continual ability to not only be the villain, but what we saw was his ability to manipulate Crash as well. Okay. So, from Crash Bandicoot 2, uh, Wrath of Cortex, what we initially see is that Crash Bandicoot is pulled into this level kind of simulator, a world simulator where you jump into the levels. But N. Cortex actually speaks to him after every few levels that you do. And he says, oh, at the start of the game, he starts very happily speaking with Crash, saying, oh, Crash, I need your help. We need these crystals. Almost like he's trying to get Crash to help him. Manipulating him, in a sense, to reach his goal. But then he turns into the usual end cortex, and we find out his villainous plan. (laughs) (laughs) So, that is the third position. I've given the second position to another great villain. This one from the Nintendo franchise. And it was a close call between two. Yep. Ganon or Ganondorf from Zelda, or the choice that I've made is Bowser, which we know from my every, quiz. Every and... <laughs> Mario game ever. <laughs> yes, everyone ever. The reason why I went with Bowser is because he's so widely known. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Ganon is amazingly widely known as well, but... There are still a lot of people out there who don't know the Zelda franchise and don't play Me included. It. Exactly. And the Zelda franchise is only actually really big in in uh, the western part of the world, which is surprising enough with Nintendo being a Japanese company. So that's why I went with Bowser, because he is the villain everybody knows. Yeah. And he's been around, as we know from my quiz, since 1985. And he was in that great Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) (laughs) There goes that scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, that brings it down to numero uno, my number one pick. So it's an interesting pick. I've gone with player two. What a twist! What a twist. (laughs) I've gone with Player 2 from every multiplayer game ever. (laughs) Player 2, also known as your older brother, who you punch in the arm. (laughs) The reason why I went with this one is because it doesn't matter what game it is, it doesn't matter what series it is, Player 2 is going to be there if it's a multiplayer game, and you're going to hate him, because he's probably going to win 50% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, why, that's why we don't play many video games competitively. That is why I refuse to play multiplayer games, because I throw them out the window because they piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking campers. <laughs> <laughs> so, after all that, we'll be moving into our Suicide Squad review now. Ah, 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 ah. 
I want to build a team of some very bad people who I think can do some good. This is the deal. You disobey me, you die. Try to escape, you die. You irritate or vex me. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. You die. So, Ian, we went and saw a movie this week. Did we? <laughs> we did, but we saw them separately. Yeah, and on different days, because I only saw it today. <laughs> and I saw mine yesterday. Well, technically today, I saw it at midnight. But uh, I saw Suicide Squad. I, I assume you saw Suicide Squad. I did, I did. What? Tell me, what did you think the story was? The story Without is, going into spoilers. Without going into spoilers, the story is quite interesting, and the reason why is because I think it was told uh, probably not the best way, but that... We'll go into that later. Mm-hmm. So the actual story behind it is that the government puts together a special task force. Task force X. Task force X. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the Suicide Squad. So this is a group made up of DC villains mm-hmm. from left, right, and center, really. And they are used by the government through the method of do what we tell you to do. Or we will kill you. <laughs> Effective. Effectively. In the comics, it was done in the form of an explosive collar, I believe. Explosive collar. Uh, originally, I think they had explosives in their, uh, like, in different parts of their body. Okay. So they had it in their in their hands, so their hands would explode up. Okay. Explode. Strange. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, it's done as an injection into the neck. Yes. I don't believe that's spoiling by saying that because it's it's pretty yeah. early on. Um, and the whole purpose of it is that this task force is supposed to be a whole bunch of bad people that are supposed to do some good. Come together to do good. Yeah, although they may not want to. <laughs> They're kind of against their will used for their special abilities and skills. So do you want to jump in first and say what you liked about this movie? Cool. So we'll go into the cast for those of you who aren't aware. you got Will Smith as Deadshot or Floyd Lawton. Uh, you got Margot Robbie as Dr. Harleen Quinzel, or most famously known as Harley Quinn. You got Jared Leto as the Joker. You got Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Australian Captain Boomerang. <laughs> you got Jay Hernandez as Diablo. Now, this guy's, his name is a little bit hard to pronounce, so I'll probably stuff it up. It's Adewale Adkunoye Ajabe, who's Killer Croc. I probably said that wrong. <laughs> You've got Kara. Deli Veen, who's June Moon or Enchantress. That was terrible pronunciation, but yeah, sure. Thanks. <laughs> Adam Beach is Slipknot, not the band. Uh, you've got <laughs> Karen Fukuhara, who's Katana. Viola Davis, who's Amanda Waller. Ben Affleck is Batman Bruce Wayne. Who's? <laughs> as well as Ezra Miller as The Flash. Mm. So, pros for this film? Give me compliments. I said I give me compliments. Will Smith, Jared Leto, and Margot Robbie. Loved them. I love Deadshot, I love Harley Quinn, and I love the Joker. I really, really <laughs> liked... Uh, there's a scene in the film where you have Joker in his black tux and Harley in her original outfit, the jestery sort of outfit. You see it for about two seconds in the flashback. Yeah. It looks great. I love that part. We'll see if they use it again, maybe in a later film, but for the majority of the film, all she wears is like a baseball tee and, and the shortest... Fishnet stockings. The shortest shorts. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that camera deliberately was a low shot. <laughs> <laughs> deliberately on an upward angle. Yeah. You uh, know what? I'm not even going to comment on whether or not... The the fact of the matter is that 
Harley Quinn is supposed to be like that. That is the character that she is. She is a little bit promiscuous, for want of a better word. Yes. They they, they said in the scene she's remo- she had her bed removed from her cell because she was seducing guards. They were coming into her cell, and then she'd put them in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she had her bed removed from herself. She knows how to use her assets, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Flagg. I really liked Rick Flagg as a character. Um, I as thought... an actor um, as well, I was very impressed. Yeah. He's, um, I originally saw him in the TV show The Killing. Hmm. I, that could even, I'm not sure if that was his first appearance or not, to be honest. Um, but he was really good in that as well. See, I saw him in House of Cards as, uh, Oh, I've forgotten the character's name he is in House of Cards, but he plays against uh, uh, Frank Underwood for presidency. Okay. So he's quite good in that. But I really liked him as a character. Was, he has no special abilities pretty much whatsoever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely not a marksman the human aspect of the film. Yeah, he's the human of... Wouldn't Yeah, he's the human of the group. He's the, yeah. he's the audience, if you will, from the group. He doesn't have any sort of special abilities. The flashbacks? Loved him. Introducing the characters and going through... The start of the film, they sort of go through, you know, who's in the squad, and they'll do Deadshot, and they'll give you what he can do, his real name, yeah, I and found, a little um, cutscene at the start. Their choice to put that at the start with introducing so many characters a bit questionable. I'll kind of go that into that a bit more in, in my con section, but and just, the way it was done was, the way it was, done was, was really good quality, very funny, majority of them. Mm. So the, the the quality of that, I couldn't really knock. I really liked how with Captain Boomerang came up with fetish for pink unicorns <laughs> at the bottom, and he always carried a pink unicorn. I didn't even notice that, because they go through that so quick. Yeah, you have to sort of be up and paying attention, but it says, you know, fetishes of pink unicorns, Which and then really he always ex- carries a pink unicorn. I was going to say, that explains a lot now, throughout the film. Now, this is a part that's going to, like, look, everyone's got their own opinion. I'm probably going to be killed by Ian in relation to this, but <laughs> the Joker. I really liked him. Uh, he, um, look, I feel like a lot of people are really jumping on this bandwagon thinking he's amazing. Personally, I didn't think it was that crash hot. Okay. I think he acted it really well, but I'm talking about the character itself, the asp- the the route that they've taken in his demeanor, appearance, everything. That's something I'll go into later, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say I liked how uh, they had the original sort of meeting of Dr. Harleen Quinzel and the Joker talking and whatnot like that and how she Im- how he influenced her to make her go insane. I thought that was cool showing that scene. I think it needed to happen. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to get stabbed here. I preferred Leto over Ledger. <laughs> now, look, my all-time favorite's Mark Hamill, and after Mark Hamill, it's, it's Jack Nicholson. Um, so Leto's coming in third for me, but... We've seen how Leg- uh, Leto is with Harley, but we did not really see him with Batman. So we don't know how those two as characters... True. and that's a totally different interaction altogether. Precisely. That's me, me and you talking as, as Harley and Joker, but me and someone else talking as, as Joker and Batman, completely separate. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't really talk to him in the film. Um, I found the interaction between Harley and, uh, and Joker were great. And my last, or second last pro, Batman. They didn't overuse him. Because he was... I think they used him the right amount as well. Yes. I agree. I was expecting, because they did reshoots for the film after Batman Superman, because people loved Batman, that they were perhaps going to put more Batman in the film to sort of make it like, look, they loved Batman, let's use more Batman. Oh, yeah. 
or the the issue at you know the 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 plot of the film is resolved from Batman showing up at the end. It'd be interesting to know away. what it was that they reshot, yes. but we can only speculate. It's hard to say. We don't know what it was like beforehand. <laughs> that and the look, he's not in it for long. He's in it for maybe five five minutes on screen, if that. Yeah, if that. But this there's a scene where like because Batman is involved in capturing majority of the Suicide Squad members. And when he captures Deadshot, he gives him the option, because Deadshot's out with his daughter, he says, I don't want to beat you up in front of your daughter. I don't want to do that. Come quietly sort of thing. I kind of like that, rather than Batman showing up. Like, if it was Christian Bale, it'd be, beat him up with your elbows, bugger off. Wow, shots fired at the Nolan trilogy right here. (laughs) Amazing films. Um, And I think every single review ever is a lot higher than Batman Superman, so I don't want to say that you're wrong, but... <clears throat> so... <laughs> and the last thing, the soundtrack was great. It was like a DC that version of a Guardian soundtrack. That was my pro as well. Yeah, the, the soundtrack. soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. So many iconic songs. They I think it was DC's paid... version of Guardians. Yeah, definitely. They must have paid out the ass for all those songs. Because yeah. they are well-known songs, and constantly in the first half of the film. Yes. But that's also the issue, is it was only in the first half of the film. And then it started to really slow down the amount that they were used. Well, let's go into your pros. What have you got for your pros? So, obviously, with a great soundtrack. um, Also, solid acting pretty much across the board, which I was surprised about, Mm -hmm. considering the mixed reviews that the film's been getting. Yes. I expected a lot of the acting to be really corny for some reason. Okay. Um, I thought that that might have been a reason why the reviews are so lacklustre. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, really solid acting overall. The only character that I would say I was really disappointed with was not only for an acting reason, but the way he looked in general, and that was Killer Croc. Okay, yep. He, the acting was poor, the writing was poor, the uh, prosthetics of his face and body, the way he looked, mm-hmm. was poor. He was very mediocre, just in general. It, it was almost not worth having him in it. Yeah, because the original Suicide Squad has Killer Shark, not Killer Croc. Yeah, which is strange because I've never really heard of Killer Shark, but either way, every depiction of Killer Croc is very different to that. He's very... He's sort of very tall. He's more, well, crocodile looking. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I reckon an actor who would portray a great killer croc, especially for his height and his size, is the mountain from Game of Thrones. Exactly. He's what huge. I think they really needed was someone who's just taller, this monster. Or they could have gone the avenue. I applaud them for taking the non CG route. Yeah. But at the same time, after, you know what, I'm going to compare it to a Marvel film, I know, but after Guardians of the Galaxy, where we know that the CG can work mm. with Groot in particular. And Rocket. And Rocket, but Groot in particular as a comparison of size and creature-like mm. physique, it can work. Yeah. And I personally think they probably, in hindsight, Captain Hindsight, Could have, should maybe, have, exactly, maybe they should have gone CG and actually had a killer croc look like an actual crocodile instead of some, I don't know, square-looking reptilian, but not... It looked like a reptile from Mortal Kombat a little bit. Yeah, it just didn't look great, and it wasn't acted great. It just everything about him wasn't great. 
and the only upside to that is that he wasn't in it that much, really. What <laughs> he else was is... there, but he didn't do much. What else are in your pros before you start <laughs> delving into your cogs? Yeah, I know. Um, so my last pro, I would say, is Flash. Yeah, Flash barely appeared in the film. He was in it for probably two seconds. I think my fiance, who I went with, she missed it because she was eating in gold class. Yeah, I'm like, that's, <laughs> how, that's how quick it was. Quick, the Flash. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was only him capturing Captain Boomerang. Yes. And he was great. <laughs> He's in it for costume, two seconds. Yeah, he was in it for two seconds. His costume looked good. And I am one of the doubters. I didn't think that the actor playing the Flash Ezra Miller. could really pull it off. Yeah, Edra, Ezra. Hmm. Yes, Ezra yeah. Miller. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Edris Miller? Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Ezra Miller, sorry. He, I just couldn't see him as a Flash. He's but got humor as well, which is... He, it was really good. Hmm. I know it's only two seconds, so maybe I'm giving him more credit than he deserves at this point, but it was really great. For two seconds, he, he provided a lot. Yeah, and his costume looked good. Hmm. So maybe, maybe he will actually be really good in Justice League. Yeah. Uh, any other pros? Uh, no, that's it from a pros, so we'll move into the cons. Disappoint! Cons. Uh, so, my first con. Uh, well, who Do you want to go first for your cons? Because I went first for my pros. All right, fine. All right. All right. So, my main con for this film is the storytelling. Okay. I know. Can't I, go into spoilers yet. Can't go into spoilers yet. I'm just saying um, the story as a whole. Okay. And I know that my gripe with Star Trek Beyond was story-related as well, but... That is my main gripe with this film, and I think it could be the reason or one of the key reasons for the mixed reviews that it's been receiving. The The story itself is great. It's the telling of the story that is extremely jumbled, in my opinion. Okay. Um, because of the way that they've set out the story, where they've placed certain things, it gives the impression of the film that the story dramatically changes at about uh, the third mark or about halfway through. Yep. It really drops off in its comic atmosphere of the characters and everything involved really starts to drop off and feel very dark and not particularly entertaining anymore. Okay. I think one of the reasons for that is... um, Probably the fact that they threw everyone's introduction at the start of the film. An odd choice to me. Okay. Usually in films where they've got a whole bunch of characters to introduce, they'll try and space them out in flashback kind of sequences. Yeah. Instead of the way that they've done in this film, which is literally in the first part. It's all at the very start of the film, really, before it even, I think... 10, 15 minutes or so, maybe. I think it's before it even says the title of the movie. Yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, they go into the how they all ended up there. And they're very entertaining, great sequences, but that should have been later in the film. Space them out. Because they're the comic part. Then, if you did that, you wouldn't have the issues that you had where later on there's no comic to it. Okay. Um, the other problem I had with the story was that they've chosen to have the witch as the, the antagonist, Enchantress, also known as the witch, as the antagonist for the film. An interesting choice, 
because she was very much publicized as a member, a of, the member squad. of the Suicide Squad. And yeah. it starts off that way. Yeah. I don't think it's too spoilery to say, because it, it's essentially the entire mission is because of that. Yeah. And it doesn't really roll very well. Okay. In my opinion only. <clears throat> I think that it would have been greater for them if they had chosen to have a villain or an antagonist for the film who was separate to a Suicide Squad. So they, Okay, so there someone was on the a, outside. Someone on the outside, so it, there was no confusion as to whether these were somebody we should be kind of barracking for. Okay. I felt like it just kind of jumbled the story up from an audience perspective. So the story as a whole, I just feel it was strangely paced, strange... Um, direction that they went in in okay. most scenes. They put them all in strange orders to me. And I think that was the main reason why the storytelling felt very lackluster in the second half. Okay. Uh, what would you say? For my cons, I've got cutting scenes from the Joker from the movie. Now, Jared Leto's come out and said, look, a lot of my scenes were cut. Now, you think this would have been an issue. This wouldn't have been an issue because you look at Batman Superman, how many scenes were cut from that film. And I know you haven't seen it, but the the Ultimate Edition's pretty much got all those scenes put back into the film. And why would you have, when the when the audience has said the Ultimate Edition's better than the normal edition, cut scenes from the film? Strange, yeah. So I found that a bit strange. The villain, the the sort of the main villain, besides your, your Enchantress, I, I thought was kind of meh. It was a bit of a, that's a little too convenient for my liking. Yeah. It was, a, yeah, without going into spoilers, and I will divulge a little bit further, I, yeah, it was a bit meh. Costume design and character design of the Joker, I found, I hated. Now, there's one costume he wears with the the purple o- leather overcoat, uh, and he's not wearing a shirt, and he's got the gold chains. Okay. Uh, why? Is that when he's in the circle? No, that's yeah. it's when he's in that uh, science lab. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I just w- thought, put him in his iconic purple suit. Yeah, he's don't, costuming. Don't put him in it. He was wearing a, a purple trench coat. No shirt with gold chains, boxer shorts, like <laughs> pajama shorts. Yeah, Batman socks. Did he? Batman socks <laughs> and it's runners. Kind of funny, actually. But... So I thought no. I also didn't like the silver teeth, the you tattoos, don't like the grills. I don't like the grills, the facial tattoos. You know, you were saying not too long ago in this review how much you loved no, no, no. the Joker. I liked. You're kind of he... saying everything about him. I liked how he was his his acting presence on screen. The way he talked, sort of, he'd talk and then stop, like just mid-sentence stop, and then he'd continue again. That was great. The acting itself was great. But if you if you had Jared Leto and you made it look like iconic sort of killing joke Joker, it would be great. Like the smile, no grills, no facial tattoos. I reckon that would be quite well. The grills, yeah. See, there's a, lots of reasons why it's not my favorite joker i am aware though that in the dc comics and they're doing it now and it is canon that there are three separate jokers so that could be something that the movies are doing they're making <laughs> i doubt know, they'll go that avenue though they could make it you know with you know jared leto's sort of grilled face joker in arkham there's already the joker causing trouble in the city so batman could be like what's going on and it's look because the jokers look pretty much the same they could probably use jared leto and have him dressed up like traditional Joker, or like a bit of a Ledger Joker, or whatever the instance may be. Possible, but I think it's going to be very hard to pull off with, obviously, such iconic actor playing the Joker. 
Yeah. Look, that, that was mainly the gripe with Joker, just the design of him and the costume. I just feel like you should have stuck with his traditional suits. Him wearing the tux, yeah. great. When he was wearing the standard black tux, that was cool. I, I like that. Yeah, I quite like the black tux. And uh, the red shirt with the black pants and the silver jacket. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, last con I've got before we go into spoilers was Killer Croc. I thought the exact so same. So you're flagging the same thing as me. Same thing. Uh, I I think they made needed to make him look buffer yeah. and taller and more of a like. If I see the Suicide Squad on the other side of the street, it's gonna be like, cool. I see Harley. I see Deadshot. I can go up and say hi and <laughs> get an autograph. <laughs> hey but, guys. but you know, if you see a giant, huge monster that's Killer Croc, they'll be like, mm. I ain't going near that. Maybe the other problem with it is that they didn't give him any scripting opportunities to really stand out. Because the film as a whole, it felt like Rick Flagg leads Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Katana was pretty cool. They didn't really... Katana any... was barely in it, though. They didn't... Like, the, the trailer showed a picture of her in the trailer playing with her sword, and you can see all the skulls lined yeah, up on the sword. they did the put sword a scene in where she talks to the talks sword, to the sword. And, and everything. But, but And they did more. Really, all the other characters, including even Captain Boomerang... I liked him. I reckon it was great. I liked him as well, but to be honest, none of them were given the screen time. Don't get me wrong, they were in the scene, but they were in the background of Harley Quinn talking or Dead Rick, Rick Flagg talking. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bloody Rick Flagg talking to the Fresh Prince. The Fresh Prince. <laughs> but well, I, I thought, actually thought that um, Captain Boomerang is great when he's playing with, with uh, Diablo. And he's like, you're the fireman, eh? Look. He pulls out a line of fire. <laughs> I, like, I feel awesome. like a lot of the comedy that worked came from Captain Boomerang. Maybe that's because we're Australian. Yeah, and he's fighting <laughs> people and he drops his unicorn. And he's like, <gasps> and he goes and picks up his unicorn and puts it back in his jacket. It was that, pretty good. That's um, kind of cool. But Will Smith was amazing as well. Yeah, I was really surprised. I'm like, he's going he's gonna to make his daughter somehow his son in real life. He's going to be his son wearing a wig. <laughs> and just, no. He actually he was, was so very good. good in it, but you could tell that because it was Will Smith, they felt the need to give him more screen time than pretty much anybody else in it. He's he sort of got the human caring sympathetic factor of it because of, you know, I'm doing yeah. this for my daughter. He sort of, that was kind of cool. But he still had the standard Will Smith humor where he walked up to a car and shot about seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just shot him left, right, and center, but he always had his witty humor the whole way through, which was interesting because dead shot is almost nothing really like that. You look at him in the in the Arrow TV series, and he's just shoots, he, moves on, shoots, exactly. moves on. So I thought that was cool. It was interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah, but what about let's go into spoiler territory? <laughs> uh, you go into your spoilers first. What, what's something you want to talk about in relation to your spoilers? Because I've got about I seven felt, things. Oh, see, I didn't feel like there was that much to possibly spoil. Um, the film as a whole, yes, there are things I could spoil in it, but they weren't big twists or turns, okay. in my opinion. Um, there is obviously the fact that Enchantress... Is the villain. Is the villain, but again, that's not really a spoiler, and that... She isn't really a member of the Suicide Squad, even though she's presented everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely everywhere, posted everywhere that she is essentially a member of the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And then not even halfway through the film. The third in the film. Third in the film, if that. She turns out 
that she's the villain. And the story around her wasn't ever fleshed out very well and told very well. Okay. Kind of jumped around. Uh, there isn't much to spoil about that other than the fact that she's not going to be in the next one. <laughs> Which well... I think is probably a good thing because... The way that they pumped her up and everything, she's too OP. <laughs> yeah. She's way too overpowered to be in another film as just a member of the Suicide Squad because you've got someone that throws a boomerang at people and then you've got someone who can just appear behind them and dead. Well, there is something I'll go on to about that, um, that we'll, I'll bring up in my spoiler part that I read that could be very interesting, that they, the path they could take, including the Enchantress. So okay. I'll bring that up. Uh, was there anything else? Um, I do have some questions about the film, mm-hmm. um, but I'll leave them until the end. The end. Okay. So we'll jump into you. Uh, I found the ending was great in relation to uh, the Suicide Squad. Essentially, they can't leave. You know, Amanda Waller is Amanda Waller. She is a bitch. <laughs> and she goes, look, look, you know, you know, if you try to walk out, I'll kill you. I'll, ex- you know, set the explosives off in your head. And... They've gone, well, give us what we want. They're like, all right, we'll talk. So Harley Quinn gets her bed back, and she gets a coffee machine. Like, I've saved the world. I want a coffee machine. <laughs> it's the strangest choices they ask for. But it's Harley, and like yeah. that's, that's kind of funny. I thought it was cool. Deadshot gets to see his daughter as well. He, get, he gets a punching bag for his room instead of rolling up his mattress and just punching his mattress. Uh, and then Killer Croc gets a TV for his room. Yeah. So he's hanging out eating a bagel, like watching a TV. Although and- I found it weird that... Amanda Waller, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That Amanda Waller provided these requests. Her character as a whole never, it just felt very jumpy to me. One moment she'd be hard as stone killing. Killing her own agents. Killing her own agents. And then the next moment she's like, yeah, right, you can see your daughter. (laughs) Yeah, but it's sort of like the instances where you have in prison where, like, if someone snitches, they get a TV in their room and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Like, if you continue to help us out, then that's fine. You can have it. Yeah, I so, just it just felt strange to me though. Like she'd be a total badass one second, and then all of a sudden, when she's surrounded by bad guys, she has this look on her face of fear, and it didn't feel right for I think, her character to show fear to me. I think it might have been the issue of like maybe yeah, like I'm surrounded by guys who have explosives, but Harley's was turned off. Like you blow up everyone's, you try to turn off, blow up Harley, it doesn't work. You just cave your head in. Yeah. So. But just felt strange to me. She changed every now and then between badass and and softy. Yeah, I can understand that. Just she didn't feel very didn't work. <laughs> she didn't seem very straight through the whole film. Yeah, uh, I found the plot. Yeah, same with you. Uh, the villain Enchantress, bit of a cop out. Yeah, uh, I would have liked to see Enchantress fight her brother because they she works alongside with her brother in the film. Okay, um, to make this weapon. Um, but I would have liked to see her enchantress fight her brother because you always like, have instances of yeah. brothers and sisters fighting each other. And that would have actually probably worked better with the story as well, that maybe she brings her brother back in the story if her brother then turned on her and pushed her away and so yeah. she had to work with the Suicide Squad. Now, this is a spoiler. It's, I I couldn't understand the logic of writing this in a script <laughs> at all. So Enchantress sneaks out of her room that she's sharing with sort of Rick Flag because June Moon and Rick Flag are in a relationship and June and Enchantress are the same person. She goes to Amanda Waller's place. She's sleeping in her bed next to the hut with the heart ne- with Enchantress's heart next to her. 
and then her brother is just in the next room, like in a stationary closet or something. You know, like how she got the little jar with like her brother's powers or whatever in it, and then okay. opens up, yeah, and it's just in the next room. It's like, why would you not put that in a secure yeah. vault or in the fucking strange. give it to Batman or something? Like, let's just put it next to the GIF and the detergent and the Ajax. <laughs> like, I just keep this here. I just, I really couldn't understand it. And they just had, didn't they have the open file underneath the br- and and going like been, brother? Yeah, it would have been an easy fix. Just put it just to put it into somewhere that seemed ungettable, and she just somehow found a way to get through it. It's like an extra ten seconds, fifteen seconds yeah. to the film, and uh, would have made it a lot more sense. Slipknot. Let's have a member of the Suicide Squad who's in it just to show that the explosives in our neck actually work. You know what? I didn't even know what his name was. That's how short he was in it. <laughs> it's Literally, Slipknot, never... the man who can climb any surface. I'm like, cool. That's that's kind of cool, and like. You know, Amanda Waller's being, she's in a building that's vertically straight up. I'm like, Slipknot would be able to get up that straight away. And then, <laughs> no, let's just use it to show the explosives. That was uh, It awful. didn't need to be showed, though, how it works, but it seemed You could have used pointless. it later on in the film, like, Slipknot's going, I'm not going to go help turn off this weapon and then leave. It could have could have been shown in plenty of other ways. They could have just had a dummy of Batman or who knows what. Something, yeah. Something. It seemed weird that they would bring in another member of the Suicide Squad who just happened to never get their own introduction. Yeah. <laughs> and then boom. Who walks out, who, he steps out of a car, a woman, one of the cops says, welcome home, or something like that, and he just punches her straight in the yeah. face. and he's never really introduced or anything. No. Um, Enchantress's brother, now I didn't get the name of Enchantress's brother, but instantly fixes the issue with Waller holding her heart. Yeah. Seems so strange. Waller stabbing the crap out of Enchantress's heart, like, kill her, put her down, stop her, slow her down, whatever the issue is. And she goes, brother, help me. And he's like, okay, done. Yeah, you th- think- I don't understand how that worked either, to be honest with you. They didn't. Somehow he had no. greater powers, but I have no idea why. And why you <laughs> keep him next to the GIF and, yeah. <laughs> and the Ajax. and the- Oops, grabbed the wrong brother. Brother Ajax, join me. <laughs> Where's Francis? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the last thing for my spoilers, the mid credit scene. Now, uh, clearly we're in spoiler territory, but it's Bruce Wayne and Ama- Amanda Waller sitting in a, in a vacant restaurant eating and talking about, uh, Bruce wants the copies of the dossiers of the Suicide Squad and everyone else she's got. And you see him flip through it for two seconds and he's got, the first one you see is Enchantress. The second is one it? you see is The Flash. I didn't know that you saw Enchantress. I know you did see. He, he flips through them, and you see Enchantress, Enchantress Flash, Aquaman. You do see And then Aquaman, he takes them, yeah. and, he's, and uh, Wallace sort of like, you look tired, Mr. Wayne, you should stop working nights. And he just goes, you should leave this to us. I'm setting up a team, which sets up the, the Justice League. Yeah. But I read online today. He says, and you should stop doing this, or we will have to stop you. Something along those lines, which seemed... Kind of cool. An interesting choice to me, so... Justice League going to be going up against Suicide Squad? I'm not sure what's happening there. Well, in some of the comic books, you have the Justice League, and then you have the Justice League of America, that if the Justice League go out of control a little bit, Justice League of America have their own counterparts to the members of the Justice League to take them down. So they had, like, Catwoman for Batman, they had Martian Manhunter for Superman, whatnot like that. One of the comments I read online was, Enchantress is in that sort of the flip of the dossier that he takes with him, because Darkseid and Stephen Wolf are magical characters. Okay. And perhaps her knowledge of magical characters 
may come into some form of assistance with the Justice League. So she could provide a, a, a future role. And we don't know how they're going to be bringing back Superman, so to speak, yet. So Precisely. It uh, could be involved, we're not even sure. Speculation, speculations all over again. <laughs> so is there anything you want to bring up before we give it a review? Well, something my question is, do you think this film deserved the criticism it's been getting? No. It has been getting a lot a lot of flack. Thirty seven percent out of a hundred no way. It that is that. extremely low. That's Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. No. This film, although it's not an amazing film, it's not great. It is a good film. Mm-hmm. It's completely watchable. To my surprise after seeing all of these reviews, it is completely watchable. There's no poor acting in it. No. There's no poor visual effects. No. Um, the story makes sense, even if it isn't amazing. Even if it's, and not, it's not that well told. At least it had a good explanation of the story, unlike Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's interesting to me that it got such a bad review. Um, the start was really quite funny, and I can understand their gripe that Later on in the film, it didn't carry that same humor all mm-hmm. the way through. I completely agree that they should have spaced that humor out and continue to have that humor because the humor was few and far between. Yeah. And when it was there, it worked great. When it was there, it was there. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah. It was great humor, but it is a shame that they, for whatever reason, didn't realize that it wasn't in there really at all in the second half. But 90% of its issues were script issues. Yeah. But they really weren't that bad, I didn't think. The film as a whole isn't anywhere near as bad as the reviews it's been getting. See, now you look at some of the early Marvel films like uh, Iron Man. That's that's a great film. The it's first great, Iron yeah. Man film. But then you look at The Incredible Hulk with... Uh, uh, Edward Norton? Edward Norton. Thank yeah. you. I've forgotten his name. <laughs> uh, and then you look at Iron Man 2. A lot of people hated Iron Man 2. A lot of people didn't like Hulk, the first Hulk film. So maybe yeah. that's your, your Man of Steel is your Iron Man, and then your Batman vs Superman is your Hulk, and and so on and so forth. So if you look down the track, when DC start releasing more and more films, they're just and gonna to be improve. honest, if they decide to do another Suicide Squad, I think it will do a. It has the potential, at least, to do a lot better. Yeah, they've gotten the comedy more right. So that yeah, exactly. It's more so that a lot of the time was spent introducing these characters. Mm-hmm. And I think if someone else picks this up and does the sequel, they know how these characters are going to interact and work now, and they're going to be able to play on that humor a lot better. What did you think of... Now, this is the first time we've seen Harley Quinn live action. What did you think compared to the animated series? Pleasantly surprised, I would mm. say. I was hesitant. <laughs> Going by the trailers, it almost seemed like she could have ended up too corny. Yeah, um, it's hard. and that's easy to do because it, a lot of her dialogue can easily it's puddings, it's batsies, yeah, and that's what she's like by yeah Arlene Sorkin and who voiced you know Harley. What? I think I even said it to you well before we saw the movie. I was worried because mm. I'd seen the trailer and I was like, oh, maybe this dialogue isn't going to translate to film, and it did, and it did, and. I was really pleasantly surprised by how well it came across. Mm. Maybe that's a testament to Margot Robbie. Yeah, she did really, really well. You look at the original, because Harley Quinn's not a, a comic book character by origin. She's actually made in the animated series. 
Interesting. Uh, and the original voice actress who did it, Arlene Sorkin. Puddins, Harley's, <laughs> Batsy's, everything. It and was it translated, all right? It translated really well. And I think everybody realized it translated really well. And that's the reason why she was in the film for probably 80% of it. Yes. It basically was Harley Quinn and Friends. <laughs> it's Harley Quinn, Deadshot and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> but Deadshot was great. I love Deadshot. Rick Flag, awesome. Interesting with all the mixed reviews it's been getting. Mm-hmm. Also, I've just seen that it's earned itself $20.5 million on Thursday night. That's a huge amount of money for essentially its first night. Yeah. That's a huge amount of money. So, although it's getting these mixed reviews, there's still a shit ton of people that are seeing this film. Now, I saw actually a review on IMDb, I think, early yesterday morning saying 7.2 out of 10. I checked it today and it went up to 7.5, so it's going up. I think it's really strange. From the reviews that I've been seeing as well, they have been going up, and a lot of people are starting to speak out and say, I don't know where these reviews are coming from. Because I love this movie. Person- Even some of just friends on Facebook is saying, hey, just saw this, great movie. No idea where these reviews started to come from. Same thing, uh, Kevin Smith. He loved Suicide Squad. Yeah. He praised it. He thought it was great. It's a great movie. And um, you can't knock Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would I say it's an amazing movie? No. Would I say it's even really good? Mm-hmm. Maybe? It's questionable. So okay. maybe that's a great segue. What would you end up giving this movie? Okay. Um, we're going to do a, a rating review of if it's a drink at a bar and if you would order it again. Yeah. <laughs> and Suicide Squad, what are you my opinion, yeah. I would give it a pint of cider at a bar, the first thing you order when you walk inside to a bar. Because it doesn't matter where you go, you always get cider. A pint of cider is always good. <laughs> <laughs> and it sets you up for a good night. So, look. I could start the night off on a Friday night. It's not night. a cocktail. It's not... It's not a scotch and coke with house-made scotch. No. So I reckon it's sort of one of those films that it's a Friday night. I've got nothing to do. I'm going to start off with Suicide Squad. I'm going to go into Batman Superman. I'm going to go into Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to go into... It's a solid drink, and it's a solid film. <laughs> Precisely. Pine of cider. Okay. Uh, what am I going to give this, then? <laughs> <laughs> you walk into a bar... And you go up to order a drink from tap because you're a classy motherfucker like that. Then you've only got 10 bucks cash on you. <laughs> yeah, and then you realize you don't quite have the funds there, so you can't get one of the high-end beers, so you just get a mid-range... Heineken. <laughs> Heineken? Yeah. I don't know if it's even a Heineken. <laughs> I would say very Australian, but Carlton Draft. Or, if you're American, Bud Light. <laughs> it's, you know what... You want to get drunk, it's there. You want to have fun, it's, it's there. there. It's not a bad film. It's really not a bad film. I can't stress that enough, despite all the bad reviews it's been getting. And I think it's going to continue to get mixed reviews, to be honest with you. And I can see I can see the gripes in it. I can see why DC fans want to shut down Rotten Tomatoes, because I yeah. actually really enjoyed it. Look, I wouldn't say it's an amazing film, like I said, but it's not, it's not unviewable, and it's not unenjoyable. Hmm. So... I think that about wraps up our podcast. (laughs) At least it didn't end on action, action, action. Yeah, at least no more actions, eh, action? (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. We'd like to thank everyone who voted in our Twitter poll, as as well as uh, shared it and suggested uh, songs. So we had Haley and Nigel and Mark and Michael and Tom and Joey Jojo and all these people who suggested. (laughs) Just uh, thanks to everybody. Obviously, 
we've started to expand a little bit. We're starting to put things on YouTube as well, so keep an eye out. Thanks, everybody, for all the continued support. We really appreciate it, and thanks for sharing the love as much as you can. Yeah, thanks to the Comic Confidential guys for continuously (laughs) messaging us and sharing the love and providing us with feedback. We're hoping to, obviously, improve and expand our fan base, so any help is great. Greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week. If you want to suggest us an idea for the show or a topic to bring up, uh, we're at ShakenNotNerd on Twitter. Ian is IJohnson92, I believe, on Twitter. and I Johnson 92 Because you said double before. <laughs> IJohnson92. And uh, I'm at DutyDutrum on Twitter. More than welcome to, to shoot us a line. Excellent. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a great another podcast, and we'll see you next week, hopefully. See you next week, guys. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kinder Lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon. Chicken and stir. Do I look like I give a damn?